I did not take any particular interest in the conventions from the first one that we're talking about, old Daniels, when uh, the rest of his term or the term when uh, Coke Stevenson was in or when Buford Jester was in. And in the meantime, the, uh, the war had taken place and the Longs, had, uh, Emma Long and Stuart Long and their group had kind of taken over the Democratic organization in Travis County and, and uh, they, they had run it for, for several years and and uh, they had been rather uh, nasty to the people in Williamson County, the other parts of the senatorial district that that had a right to send delegates to the state convention and our in our caucuses, but they would not let the other people have a lot to say about it. But anyway, the, when Alan Sheriff's become governor of Texas uh, uh, and living in Austin and wanting to have something to say about uh, the delegations that go to the conventions in which he was interested, he just got a belly full of the of the longs running things and. He uh, asked uh, uh, Weldon Hart to see if he couldn't do something about it. Weldon was his secretary at that time, and Weldon was a close personal friend of mine and bought land from me up in Westlake Hills, and, and we were just real close together. And so Weldon called me up, I believe it was in the early part of 52, it might have been 51, whenever it was, anyhow, <coughs> during the President Eisenhower, the year that President Eisenhower was nominated. And this was the early part of that year, probably in 51. So... Uh, uh, Weldon wanted to know if I could uh, get with Jay Patterson. Jay Patterson at that time, I believe, was the county chairman of the executive committee. And uh, so uh, Jay was a close personal friend of Governor Shivers, and, and uh, he wanted Jay and I to uh, put our wits together and our efforts together and try to take over the Democratic organization of the county from the Long Group. And so uh, we set about doing it. I'd go around uh, uh, and got organized with all the people that I could in these different precincts, and Jay was going to help me. And so we, we got stirred up a little bit uh, of help, and uh, we, we, we got to the county convention, and, and we were they were going to hold it that year in the uh, House of Representatives. And uh, John Cofer was kind of the leader that year of the liberal group. We called them liberal and the, and the conservatives. And I was one of the conservatives, of course. And it became apparent from the resolutions that were made at the precinct conventions that uh, we were in the, in the lead and that we were going to take charge of it. And, and I was going to be the chairman of the, of the uh, uh, county convention, the permanent chairman. Of course, Jay Brown would have been the... I mean, Jay uh, Patterson would be the, uh, the uh, uh, temporary chairman since he was... Ch uh, chairman of the executive committee but it came apparent that I was going to be the permanent chairman and it's going to be my convention and so uh, I had my nephew Jack Shelton to make a, a bunch of placards uh, for each precinct so we'd have a little order up in the house of representatives we'd have each precinct named and, and all those delegates could find their place where they could get together for their precinct vote and uh, uh, it cost me about $15-$20 dollars to get all those placards made up and uh, the play up there was that we were going to nominate uh, me for the permanent chairman, and the liberals were going to nominate John Cofer for the uh, permanent com uh, chairman, and we'd take a roll call vote. It, uh, at that time, then, we'd know who was going to organize the convention. And, of course, the liberals had it all set up that if I got in, they were going to walk the convention and have a rump convention, hoping that when they had the state convention down at, at uh, uh, San Antonio, that they'd be able to have more Mavic uh, to take charge there and kick us out. And, and put them in as the delegates. They had to go through that formality. But anyway, we had the vote. I got elected permanent chairman. And then that was the, that was the signal for the other bunch to all get up and leave. And in the meantime, we'd had uh, 
Herb Bechtel had been appointed a temporary sergeant at arms, and he was out the, in the back end of the, of the House of Representatives. And as an old boy named Smith, it was elected from down on Fifth Street here, two A ward, and he was a big liberal. And when he, uh, uh, although they that, that uh, precinct was uh, uh, a majority were against me, and I had that little old banner down there for for them, and there wasn't any of them left when they left, so he just picked up my banner and was going to carry that 2A banner out through the door, and I hollered from the podium up there and told Buck, to, I mean told uh, Hub Bechtel to, to stop him, and, and Hub did. He got a hold of him, and he gave him a good shake and took, him that, it, took it away from him, and uh, I believe uh, Hub at that time was just in his prime. I believe he could throw that old boy, although he's big as Hub, but I believe Hub could have thrown him up in the balcony. But then that happened, and then um, they got out, and we had a uh, uh, speech made. Herman Herman Jones was a very big liberal, but he wasn't big enough liberal to walk the convention. Because, uh, he stayed there, and he wanted to know if he could make a little talk. So I uh, gave him two minutes or something, and of course he didn't uh, get through in two minutes, so I, I gave him a little more time, and, and he uh, waved the flag around. And when he got through, it was so disturbing to me that there he was with three or four years after the war, and he hadn't been a, uh, in the war himself. And Emmett Jr. had just come back from Korea, just uh, that year, and he was one of the delegates from Maine School, and so uh, I made a remark to him, which uh, I asked him, I said, did you hear any beautiful speeches like this when you were with the Marines coming back from the Yalu River trying to get out of Korea? Well, that set Herman down. Then one of the funny things happened, we had, uh, we had a pretty good organization. All the boys that had helped me and the women, we had, where all of them was going to get a little piece of the pie. They were all going to be delegates to the state convention, or they're going to be on some committees. Uh, they all had recognition. And um, so, uh, old uh, John McKay, and uh, I think Buck Avery, they were going to, they picked old Senator, oh, it was a former Senator from uh, Holbrook, I think it was, from Galveston. He was going to make our keynote speech. Well, I, I wasn't interested in what was going to be said at the convention up until that time. I was more interested in getting elected. So uh, Holbrook was a man who was going to make this speech, the keynote speech. And so, of course, I introduced him for this keynote speech, and the old man just made a rip-roaring uh, MacArthur speech for president. Well, of course, that wasn't the sense of our convention at all. He was a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, the old man was. Well, he got through. We were all thoroughly embarrassed, but we organized the convention, and got ready to go to the, to the state convention in San Antonio a little later to nominate our uh, Stevenson, of course. Adelaide Stevenson was the only man that had his head up high enough to get nominated for the Democratic uh, nomination for president that year. But anyway, <clears throat> we got through with the convention, I think, without any more to do. But between the time of the uh, county convention and the state convention, which is going to be held in San Antonio, Walden Hart called me up and wanted to know if I would serve as uh, chairman of the committee at the state convention to make the nomination for the delegates to go to the national convention. Well, of course, that was the purpose of holding the convention in San Antonio, was to elect these delegates and, and of course, incidentally set up a platform, but the uh, those it, the, the big political problems would be to, who got to go to the national convention, and it was a big deal to get to go to a national democratic convention, and still is. Well, I saw that that was the key point uh, position in the whole convention, and I was just tickled to death to be honored by uh, in any such manner. And, of course, I was admonished that it was the, uh, it was the governor's uh, choice as to who went to this thing, and, and I, I could uh, stand hitched, and I certainly I would have, of course. I didn't presume upon myself to be the one to tell who ought to go. Of course, each one of the Senate, uh, senatorial districts would have, or it might have been the, the congressional districts at that time that were to elect their, their delegates to go. Well, I was to be there.
In the meantime, Herman, he, we were riding high. That's the first time that since we'd been in politics that we'd been on top. And Herman had put up the money for this, all this organization we had here in Travis County. And it might do well to digress here during the... We'd have whole caucuses every week with all of our people, and we'd hold them up in Jay uh, uh, Patterson's office, or up at Herman's office maybe it was, because I know Herman gave me a, a case of, uh, of whiskey with pint, or might have been quart bottles. He gave me a case of it to kind of use in, in uh, our caucuses. Well, uh, Jay Patterson and I decided that the proper thing to do was for him to take a quart and for me to take a quart, and then the rest of it would be put in the pot, and we'd just take a swig or two at, at, at these different meetings we had. So Jay and I got a quart of whiskey out of the deal anyhow, and that's about all we did yet. Well, Herman was going to, of course, he was a delegate to the state convention, and, and then he, it was understood that he was going to be uh, uh, go to the national convention because he, he wanted to be a, uh, uh, go to the national convention in Chicago that year. And Jay Patterson wanted to go to the uh, convention. And, uh, of course, uh, there was a number of others that wanted to go out of Travis County. But we got down to San Antonio, and it was uh, kind of uh, misting that day. And Maury Maverick, of course, had his group of liberals from San Antonio who were not in control of the convention. And, uh, uh, but it was his town. And so uh, we got down there, and we had the same fall to Roy about electing the permanent chairman and, and the, con uh, the conservatives under, uh, that was followed by, uh, following Governor Shivers. We uh, got our permanent chairman in. I forget who he was now, but he got in, and then that was a signal for Maury Maverick and all the other liberals to walk the convention. And they went down and held another rump convention down at La Bonita, a little uh, eating joint there close to, uh, to the convention hall. So... They got out, and then uh, I was appointed chairman of the of the of the committee to uh, elect these delegates to the uh, to the national convention. And that, as I said, the form that they used on that was they'd have a caucus in each one of the, of the districts, and these districts would uh, nominate uh, one delegate and one alternate to go to the national convention. And if these uh, names uh, met with the approval of Governor Shivers, they got to go. And if they didn't, we'd find some reason to kick them off. That was our instructions, and that was the way they'd been doing it for years, and it um, and that's what should have been done. So I got off down in with my little committee, and I know that uh, John Peace was on it, and I had a, a old uh, Harpsog, Judge Harpsog from down around Port Lavaca. He's one of my old friends from the San Marcos Academy. He was on it, and then I had uh, Gossett was on uh, my committee too. And so while we were, well, just before noon, we held our first little meeting down in the basement of the auditorium there. And, and uh, each one of the, the caucuses had sent down who they wanted to be their delegate and their alternate. And uh, I was to take these, uh, this uh, group over to the uh, names of all these people over to the, uh, the governor's uh, room. I think the governor's in St. Anthony then at that time had a place he's going to have some... Uh, sandwiches and some, some drinks over there during the noon hour so we could kind of caucus ourselves and, and see whether all these uh, people that were nominated to be go to convention were friends of the governor and if it wasn't we were going to find some way to veto them. So um, we got in there and we went over this list and uh, I know just as I was leaving to go over to the governor's office right around 12 o'clock go over to the governor's uh, room well uh, Tom Miller uh, I don't know whether Tom was a delegate from Austin or not, but anyway, he met me as I was coming out of the room. And Tom, of course, was, uh, he's classified as a liberal. He always got along with the, with the uh, Longs, and he wasn't on my side at the, at the county convention, and I didn't feel like I owed him a whole lot, although he, he was kin to him at that time, because de uh, uh, my nephew had married his daughter, and we was kinfolks. But Tom uh, met me at the door as I was coming out, and he said, Emmett, he said, 
I don't have a lot to do with this convention, and you're in the rider's, rider's seat right now, the driver's seat, and he said, uh, I did kind of halfway make a promise to an old boy out of Del Paso that I would get him on as a delegate or an alternate, and he thinks i got a whole lot of weight around here, and, and uh, he gave me his name. He said, if there's any possibility of you getting him on there, uh, I sure would appreciate it. Well, I didn't have any reason not to, and I didn't know the guy, and I didn't know anybody in El Paso of any consequence, so uh, it so happened that this old boy's name was, was on there for an alternate. And so uh, he had done pretty well in his own caucus. So when I got over to the governor's room, uh, I gave him the list of all these people that were on there, and, and then we figured out who else wanted to go, like uh, Weldon wanted to go, and Mrs. Uh, Wakefield, Mrs. Paul Wakefield wanted to go, and and uh, several others wanted to go that could be on the staff without having to be delegates. They could get in the convention by being a, a, a staff on the, the de delegation, be on the delegation staff. So we had about five people from Austin that was going to make it, including Herman Heath. And so um, uh, I brought this question up to the, about Tom, what Tom Miller suggested to him, and I showed the governor the guy's name, and he was on the list. There's an Austin from El Paso, and... I told the governor what Tom had said, and of course Tom had never been a big backer of Alan Shivers, and Alan didn't love him a whole lot politically anyway. And so he said, Emmett, that man's going to be on there, but he's not going to be on there because he's a friend of Tom Miller's. He's going to be on there because he's a friend of Alan Shivers. And he said, whatever you tell Tom about it is your business. And so I, of course, I used my weight, and, and I told, told Tom, insinuated to Tom, that I had to twist the governor's arm to get him to put his man on there, and I, I rode that for quite a little while. Tom thought I'd done him a big favor, and he didn't know his death that, that, that what the situation was. But uh, it didn't hurt Tom, and it didn't, and might have helped me a little bit. Anyway, during the noon hour, I was uh, foolish enough to take a, a drink of, of, of whiskey, to, of some kind of drink there, that, uh, and I went back to the committee meeting. And we got back over there. All of my daily, all of my committee members were in there, and and uh, I closed the door so I could tell them what the governor had said about about this committee. These people were going to go and nobody else. And I had the list there. Well, I noticed two or three old boys sitting down at the end of the, on the table down at the end of the uh, room there. And, and I, I told them that the, what Governor Shears had said, that these people were going to go and they were going to vote as a unit and, and it was his bunch. And uh, then I asked these boys, I said, what are y'all doing in here? And they said, we're newspaper reporters. Well, I laughed and they did too. I said, well, now what I just said was off the record. I appreciate you boys say it that way. And they, they did. They didn't embarrass the governor or me either one by st stating what I was said in the room there in confidence. There was one instance that happened when I was in the governor's room and we was going over this list of delegates to the national convention. And uh, the uh, governor noticed that my name was not on the list and I was chairman of the, of the committee and uh, certainly if I'd have insisted on it, he'd have put me on there. I wanted me to go. And so the governor said to him, he said, you, you, you're entitled to go to this convention. You've taken an active part in this thing, and, and you ought to go if you want to go. And I said, Governor, you know that they held a convention in Columbus, Ohio, about a week or two ago, and the Republicans did. And there's a fellow named Eisenhower was nominated in that convention to be the Republican nominee for the president, a candidate. And I said, I've made my mind up that I'm going to vote for Mr. Eisenhower already. And I'm not going to be a Democrat in the general election. And I don't want to be Democracy is coming.